listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 69 on Ed Reach. A quandary in your classroom? This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, September 15th, 2012. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. Nice. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. And I'm Peter. And Peter is our guest today, and he's coming from the East Coast in Boston. Peter, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. My name is Peter Sudor. I'm a producer at the Learning Games Network. Um, it's a spin-off of the MIT Education Arcade and the University of Wisconsin-Madison's Games Learning Society program. Jerry? <laughs> my, name is, my name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher in Chambre, Illinois, as well as an all-around great person. You <laughs> My name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies and language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois, and we are very pleased. What state is that? Is that that's just... Southern Illinois, right? Yeah, Peter. We have this uh, debate here. I'm going to send you a nice <laughs> map of the state of Illinois. Right. Classroom. And... I stole one from a rest stop once, but I donated to a charity fund, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, so yes, I'm in the center part of the state. Gary has difficulty with geography. <laughs> So uh, we are very pleased to have Peter join us today, and as you can tell, his, his nice long title and what he does, he kind of merges together between MIT and uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison, which we have talked about many times before. And so he is part of a group that created a game called Quandry, and we saw this, Jerry, I think you saw this up at the Games and Learning uh, Society conference. Yeah, yeah, I did. And did you, this is where I think, Peter, that uh, I think you said, hey, I'm, we met at the, at the conference, but I think you actually met Jerry. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I think I, we did it all through Twitter. So, it, you know, it can get a bit confusing. Offline. Yeah. That was, that was actually me. I was on Twitter. Yeah. I was the ankle at Twitter because I was here at home dealing with a, uh, a flood from my bathroom going through my uh, second floor ceiling down below. <laughs> and Jerry was up enjoying beer and brats. Mm. Up in Madison. Yeah, was there, was a, there was a lot of beer, wasn't there? I was, it was famous. <laughs> awesome. This is the greatest <laughs> conference of all time. It is. And I was stuck in my basement. Okay, so uh, it's already on my calendar. I'm already set for next year, so we're, we're good to go. And are you actually going to be there next year? Because you, or Were you on Twitter at, in Madison or were you in Boston? Um, I was I was actually there, and um, yeah, we'll definitely be be there next time. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I honestly think it's probably one of the best conferences that I've been to. Definitely one of the uh, one of the best gaming conferences. Yeah. Jerry stabbed me with that those comments. Yeah. I tried to play nice for like a day when I was like, oh yeah, it's awesome. You know, good conference. Then by the second day, I was sending him pictures of my beer at noon and my bratwurst and. It's like, that's it. Now I'm rubbing it in. Good to go. So we will be there. So Quandry, uh, what is, it, it just released, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, just, it's about a, a week old. So what is Quandry? It is a free online game um, for players aged 8 to 14. Um, and it presents engaging sort of situations about how to build 
a new colony on a fictional um, planet, um, Braxos. And the uh, goal of the game is to get um, players engaged in ethical thinking skills. So things like um, perspective taking and decision making and conflict resolution. So in the game, players have to kind of make difficult decisions in which there's no clear right or wrong answers, but consequences um, both for themselves, to others in this um, colony, and to the to the planet that they're colonizing. Um, and in their interactions with other people in the in the colony, the players have to sort of consider facts, opinions, and solutions, um, just like they would in real life when facing difficult um, dilemmas. Well, as a soul studies teacher, uh, you just gave me chills. So because this is, I teach <laughs> I teach ancient civilizations. And so the building of civilizations and societies is a huge part of what I teach. And I've used civilization in the classroom, and we'll use that again this year. So this kind of seems to be more of a the social aspect. Is, are, are there economic decisions, or what, ki- what kind of decisions are they making? Well, um, the, it is kind of more of the social aspect, um, uh, but... Um, there's, we've got three episodes in there at the, at the moment and, um, they're all, um, kind of moral dilemmas, um, if you like. So, um, there is one in there about, um, kind of, there's, so in the colony, there is, um, a variety of different um, professionals and, um, one of the, one of the, um, professionals is um, a herder and they've taken along a flock of sheep um, to the planet and they're rearing those sheep in order to use them for food um, and other resources and they have found that there's a native predator to the planet that has started to attack or it seems like it started to attack um, the sheep so there's the kind of moral dilemma about what to what to do in this situation, um, whether it, uh, it makes sense to try and kind of kill the, the native predator or whether um, to try and kind of fence it off somehow. Um, and there's, and the, the important part is that there are um, facts that you discover along the way as you're playing the game that sort of change the situation. And so one of the facts in that scenario is that um, the doctor, the medical doctor who's um, on the colon, uh, part of the colony as well, discovers that um, the saliva um, from the, the predators um, is actually a really useful medicine um, for the humans. So there's also a question here about whether, whether actually it makes sense to, 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 to kill these predators um, because they could be useful for, 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 mm. the, um, for the population as well. So this seems, it seems to be more modern dilemmas. I'm sure I could make connections to the ancient civilizations, what I do, but it seems to be more modern dilemmas that the kids are uh, figuring out. Yeah, there's, yeah, I, I guess so. And the, the, the idea is that, um, you know, although these are kind of, this is all set in a far flung futuristic environment, um, that the skills that the, the kids are developing as they're, as they're playing it, um, sort of perspective taking and um, uh, sort of understanding um, different people's points of view and making kind of tough decisions, all of that's good stuff um, is, is are skills that they can then apply to their 
to their own lives when they face challenge, challenging situations where there's no clear right or wrong answer. I like I like how clear you guys have made that both through your website and through information about the game. You know, you're very upfront with it that that's a huge purpose of the game. And I have to ask you because as as uh, <clears throat> in the education field, we get stuck on you know hot words and terms all the time, and and these new new initiatives that come up and usually a lot of good teachers are doing these things in the classroom anyway. Um, and it just, it comes to the limelight and becomes a popular initiative. And the one that I think that this really lined up with really well right now is the 21st century skills that people right. are promoting out there. So it's like the four C's critical thinking, communication, collaboration, creativity, that kind of stuff. And I think this game totally lines up with that was that something you did intentionally or did it just happen to be because it was what you thought was best for education or is it, it, do, you, do you guys follow any of that kind of stuff like stuff happening in the educational field or oh yeah absolutely that's a big part of what what we do i mean the the learning games network exists to sort of bridge bridge the gap really between um research that's that's going on in in loads of different areas and obviously we've got this particular expertise and crossover with um the mit education arcade and um, Wisconsin Madison's Game and Learning Society program, um, and so we're here to bridge the gap between the research and 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 the and the practice in in classrooms. So it's kind of the full package, um, if you like. And we really do look at what's going on. In particular, we try and make it very easy for for teachers to be able to implement implement um, the games in in the classroom. And we're you know totally. I mean, twenty first century skills systems thinking all that kind of stuff is is a big part of our of our philosophy so that was always built into this but it also really mapped very well with the 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 goal of of getting kids to kind of recognize ethical issues and and deal deal with with ethical situations as well those two things are, are sort of clearly um related that's great i i love to see a a game or a company or anything out on the market really take that side, especially, I mean, as a teacher, one of the things that you said that's so critical to me is clearly outlining how it's going to work in the class. Because we all want to teach these things. It's just a question of bridging that gap, like you said. And um, I think it's it's awesome because then you can take a game and turn around to administration and say, look, this is exactly how this fulfills this. You know, there's a great clarity, I think, from from your end that's really help really helps this push its way into the classroom. Yeah, and we've and we uh, to that end on the website, um, you can see that we have a whole teachers section. Um, we've actually, um, as part of uh, of of making it as easy as possible, we've produced a film which shows um, a teacher using it in a classroom, and um, and we just really help, think that helps with building confidence for for teachers and, as you say, being able to say to administrators. You know, this is this will work. This is this is how I'm gonna how I'm gonna do it. And we produced a whole load of other stuff as well. There's a, a game guide. We know that um, you know some teachers are obviously not going to be as experienced in using games <laughs> and and feel kind of um, not so confident. So we have a kind of step by step um, game guide, uh, sample lesson plan, and we've also mapped it to um, to the Common Core. Um, state standards and the the partnership for 21st century skills as well as we were mentioning earlier there's a lot of reading um 
or listening. There's everything, everything that's sort of written down, you could, there's also the option to, to hear it. So um, it's all about interviewing these colonists on the planet and finding out what they think presenting information to them um, in a, in sort of, and using these critical thinking skills. But it really, really ties into kind of English language arts um, in terms of, of the common core state um, standards. So um, that mapping document is really useful as well. No, I, I'm looking at it now, and it, this looks very well uh, put together. What, what are the three uh, – you said there are three scenarios – one was dealing with the uh, the animals being attacked by a local predator. What are the other two? So um, in another scenario, um, we've got there. Um, so the first one was called Lost Sheep. Um, that's the one I described. The second one is called Water Wars. And in that one, the colony's public um, water well, um, it looks like it's it's got, got polluted. Um, and... Um, there is another well, but it belongs to um, to a colonist who dug it themselves using their own kind of resources and money. And now they they want to charge for access to to that well. So there's a question here about you know what what to do, whether whether to whether the colony and and I'm not sure I mentioned this at the start, but as a player, you're playing as the captain of this colony. So you know it's it's down to you to to make these decisions um, in an informed way. But um, so the question there is, you know, whether um, actually we should just continue and do nothing because we don't know for sure that the well is polluted, or whether it makes sense to try and dig a new well, or we or whether to take over this private well because. <laughs> important enough matters to do so yeah that's and you can play either male or female it looks like yep that's right yep so you want to make sure we get that covered i want the girls you know going oh it's only a guy so uh that wouldn't be that wouldn't be good so what's the third and the third one is um it's about fashion actually it's called fashion faction um and um the colony's tailor uh, has started making alterations um to the standard colony uniform that people wear um, but he's only making those alterations for his friends. And um, some colonists are saying it's dividing the community. So there's a question there about um, how, to, how to deal with that one. Um, the, and that one in particular, we wanted to get a range of different types of um, ethical dilemmas into that. Yeah. And this one, and we work with a range of kind of to produce this and content options. And um, one of the people we had on board was from Tufts University um, and did a lot of initial research um, and prototyping um, of, of the game. Uh, and, you know, the content is obviously really key to the success of the game. And we wanted to make sure that it was, you know, engaging, interesting. And this one in particular um, sort of appeals to uh, the issue in schools of, and, and, and what kids have of, of growing up and feeding kind of um like there's different groups or factions right bullying uh, yeah kind of it kind of and we and and it's an interesting one we don't we don't want to get caught up in sort of you know this is about ethical things right bullying but it is but there is there is you know that aspect to it as well. you can make you can make connections to whatever you know you can take a look at the scenarios and say you know this fits uh within my classroom in this way so it could be talk talking about bullying or you know some of the others could be i could make connections to my ancient uh civilizations or i can because you said it's it's definitely gone to the common core the reading and language arts so stories could be 
created from this. The kids could be writing narratives or, uh, or position papers based upon what they learned within that scenario. That's exactly right. And we have some of those ideas in our notes and some of them I might just have to steal off you and add them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it, I, I'm always available. <laughs> Peter, I want to jump back to one thing real quick that I think is important that you guys get recognized for. Um, as a teacher, you know, one of the things that, that I'm starting to see a lot of, and, and we talked about this when we uh, interviewed our friends over at uh, doing Class Dojo, one of the one of the things that I'm starting to see a lot more of is, you know, you talked about having the teacher section and the teacher forum and really explaining to teachers how to use these products. And I think in the past, it's kind of been taken for granted that because we work in a tight knit environment, if you got it into a teacher or two, they would pass it around to the rest of the staff, which in theory should happen. But we we're on such crazy schedules that, you know, we don't have time to sit down and teach somebody else an entire program. So when when companies and games now are putting these things on their websites so that I can say, yeah, I'm using this program, go check this out. And then a teacher can have, whether it's promotional material to pass along or videos and stuff on how to use it. I think that's, I, in my personal experience, that stuff is so critical. So I just want to make sure that you guys get credit for that. It's awesome that, you know, that's something you should in my opinion, always keep up on your end because it's fantastic to have that to pass along to colleagues. Right. And that is, you know, this going back to why the Learning Games Network was kind of founded, it really is because um, a lot of stuff, just games get put out there. And then, you know, in the when they are used, they've produced great results, but um, it's just so hard to, to get um, uptake and, and reach. So, yeah, that's that's a big part of what we're trying well, to do. A lot of games, uh, especially, you know, uh, off-the-shelf games, it takes, it takes a lot of work for a, a teacher to put something together and be able to integrate it within their classroom. When you have games, there's a lot of times, too, when games that are supposed to be for education are just thrown out there, and, and I don't know if you've... You, I'm sure you heard the term chocolate covered broccoli. I have. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that is, uh, I, most games are based that way, but you guys have taken it to a different level <laughs> and that's, I think that's important, but you have to make it easy also because it's very easy to take that chocolate covered broccoli, give it to the kids and they can just do it on their own. This takes a little bit more work because of course it's better quality, but, and the kids are going to learn more from it. So, most of the time, that usually takes more effort from the teachers and the students. So when you make it easy to understand, you put the videos out, you have the documentation, and when it's done right, teachers will spread that, just like what we've done with Class Dojo. When you have a good product out there, it's going to spread. Teachers will spread that information. And I definitely think this is something that can spread very quickly because I think it fits in multiple categories, whether whatever subject that you might be teaching. Jerry could even use this for uh, game development with, within his uh, digital media class in the high school. Yeah, even, even you know, I'm just thinking even the of how to identify and arrange storylines, you know, because they're just so powerful in this, you know, the, right. like the question of a story, you know, or the the um, the quandary, I guess. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> right. cool, you know, under getting students to understand that. Yeah, and I think, you know, to talk to emphasize that point, I think a lot of those games, especially the professional games that we always wanted to use in the class, 
I think they thought their responsibility ended by giving educators a, a free copy or something, you know, be like, here's, here's your educational discount, you know, now you go do the rest. And I, I'm seeing that change, which is awesome. I like that. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, we, we have three scenarios, and I'm guessing you're going to be expanding. Yeah, well, I mean, if it's successful, we'd love to do that. And one of the other aspects, actually, was was something that um, you just we we just hit on um, there, which is trying to open it up to user generated content. Um, it's kind of we'd love, and maybe this is like an offline kind of activity, but there is you know the structure there. There's the the, the setting up of the quandary, there's the opinions that different characters have to give about it, and then there's the different outcomes. And it would be great to be able to have like a, a, a toolkit where um, uh, users, um, teachers, kids can create their own stuff and, and add that in. But that's definitely a phase two. No, and I think that would be <clears throat> that definitely be something down the road if you know, especially if this takes off. So I'm a teacher. I want to integrate this within. I want to try it out within my classroom. Uh, I have some avenues, maybe after school, try it with a few students. I have a tutorial, which is like an advisor advisee time when I have some students that get done with their work early. I can have them kind of demo. But how do I go about? I, okay, I have the time. I have the students. I have um, the computers. Now I might be blocked depending on how this is run. So how does a teacher go here, get it done? Do I have to install a program? Is it all web-based? What do I need to do? It's super easy. Again, like it's, you know, we're just trying to make it as simple as possible. It's, um, it's web-based. It's available um, online for free. It's at quandrygame.org. And um, you can just jump straight into the game. You can hit the play button. And you can go straight in. It's Flash-based, so you will need to have um, the latest version of the Flash plugin installed on whatever browser you're using. Um, but uh, for the most part, um, we know that schools have uh, Flash installed, and then it's not too, too bad if you need to kind of update the version of Flash on there. And I'm thinking that I would need to send this, uh, the web address, the domain, to <laughs> my technical department. So it would be unblocked. Uh, yeah. I'm usually pretty good about that. But uh, I definitely think that if it's you know web-based, do they have to create an account? Um, there's no need to um, register. You can play as a guest. However, there are benefits to um, registering in that um, it will then save your progress um, and save your scores and also it allows you access to the forum. So we have um, a, a forum for um, teachers um, so that they can share best practice. And that, you know, we're really, really keen to, to kind of um, to allow teachers to um, share tips and techniques of using this in the classroom. Um, but there's also a forum for, for kids as well. In fact, this pri primarily um, the game has been sort of designed for use um, out initially outside of the classroom so um, and in order to get um the kids and um, players talking about um the game and discussing it which is where a lot of the um you know there's a lot of great learning within the game itself directly but obviously with discussion that just um amplifies the learning um so the kids discussion forum allows that to happen and we've also got a parents discussion forum as well yeah, i saw that so we're hoping to kind of hit all these different um, these different avenues. Now, one thing, and this is just for me because our students have Gmail accounts, but 
We have them blocked. It's, yeah. it's one of those things. I can I can email – Jerry knows about this. I can email my students. They can email me, but they can't receive emails from each other as students, but also from outside. So if I register, they have to have an email account, correct? Um, that's not – actually, no. Um, oh. You can, uh, you can just set up a username, um, and it's not necessary for to have an email um, account. So, again, hopefully it, it keeps it kind of – keeps it as simple as possible yeah no that's that's uh, that perked me up that was yeah. very nice yeah very nice yeah. um so how okay just to kind of um i think we kind of talked about it but you know what's kind of the short and sweet of how and why this was developed i think we kind of talked around it yeah um well basically um we we developed it because you know we, there's a need really now more than ever for kind of teenagers preteens to to recognize ethical issues and to to handle kind of uh, complicated situations that they encounter in their in their day-to-day -day lives and um basically gaming you know and i I guess we're all, all agreed on this has a great potential to to enable young people to to kind of engage in, in all kinds of issues, but um, it it works really well for for presenting these ethical dilemmas and making decisions and seeing the um, consequences of their actions. So as we're trying to you know help kids develop their moral compasses and prepare them for for playing positive future roles in society. No, I I think it's got i think it has great potential has great potential um jerry anything <clears throat> i'm excited i love the artwork you know definitely a, a great example of uh, a lot of the stuff we're doing now we're, we're getting kids involved in unity and other stuff like that and uh, we're, we're talking about these creation programs and uh, we're big on showing kids examples of great environments and character development this will definitely be one that i bring up in the classroom because i really like it that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued. You're getting your students on Unity. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a grant program. We actually just started with uh, Northern Illinois University, and uh, we're getting the kids to, <clears throat> to work with Unity, the free online version, and then they're working with Jibe and um, Reaction Grid and a few other things to do uh, character development and to publish their online worlds. So it's exciting. Yeah. Fun stuff. Wow, that's cool. We actually, it's been a really busy week for, for um, Learning Games Network. We also, so a couple of weeks ago, we launched Quandry, and last week we launched a product um, called the Game Design Toolkit. Um, and uh, again, this is just part of our mission to try and um, uh, get games used um, in the classroom. But um, we've been running sessions for, for, uh, for a while now with um, various um, partners and um, groups of kids where they get to, to design and create their own games. And, you know, that's, that's the, the next step forward as well um, in terms of, of engaging in this, in this stuff. Um, so I do encourage awesome. people to, to take a look at that as well. It's on the um, Learning Games Network website. Very I'm on cool. the page. I'm on the page now. I think we might have to have you back or <laughs> someone back to talk about this because this looks really nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. And you know what? A lot of people say, a lot of people right now, I think, that, that are outside of this, um, I, I mean, a sort of this circle of all of us talking about games in the classroom. You know, I think there are a lot of teachers that are just like, oh, that, it's not going to work or it's not going to happen or it doesn't affect my content area. And I, I think those people missed when, 
you know, film really started to be used in classroom, when all of a sudden, instead of writing a paper, it became yeah. popular to go out and create a right. short movie and publish it. And I think they just missed that now the control, this is like the next step, you know, right. making a movie 10 years ago. Now make a video game. I mean, the, the, the content that comes with that is so incredible. Well, it's, I, I mean, the, the, the skills that you need to create um, um, kind of a, a game are, again, it's all these 21st century stuff about collaboration, creative thinking. But, you know, it's, it, there's, there's so, it's so rich and it's this project-based kind of um, learning model as well where you, you, get, you get kids um, to really engage in something because it, it, it's, because it, it's a, it's a cool thing to do. Um, but this, but it's multidisciplinary, you know, there's the programming element, there's the art element, there's, um, the, the kind of editorial content element, um, yeah. project management. And it, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's all those good skills and it's, it's, it's really exciting. What, mm-hmm. one, one last, uh, question here, how do teachers help you know, universities like MIT or Madison, teachers out there that are involved in gaming within the classroom, because it's, you know, we have a local university here, Illinois State University, which is known um, as one of the top education schools in the state, in the mid, you know, in the Midwest, uh, and probably throughout the country. And, you know, how I've made con- some connections there, but how do I get to connections to universities that are really focused on games and learning? Um, so that's a great question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, there, I mean, you know, the initiatives that we've got, like the game design toolkit, um, will kind of, uh, be able to enable you to kind of plug into some of the networks that, that, that we're in here there, we, we are actually developing, um, a new product and we'll definitely have to come back and share some more information about that. Um, called Playful Learning, where we really want to build, well, uh, connect communities, you know, teaching communities that already exist and um, connect uh, connect them to um, to the research that's out there, to um, other to other teachers that are using games-based learning, um, and really kind of move um, move this the implementation of games-based learning on um, a whole lot more. Um, so that's 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 another product and probably something for for another time yeah no it's it kind of sounds like that answers the question and uh we'll have to do that another time how um how can people get a hold of you on twitter yeah twitter is a great um is a great way i'm um at stid 42 s-t-i-d 42 and bring your towel Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, I got the checker fans out there know what I'm talking about. So uh, 42. So that's the, that's the answer. Yes. It's to everything. So uh, thanks, Peter, for joining us. Uh, had a great discussion. Hopefully we get a lot of comments and, and questions thrown your way or our way. And uh, we'll stay in communication. Um, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach network. Have a great week. I miss Boston. <laughs> What's, why do you miss Boston? I love Boston. I actually went there for my honeymoon. Not the usual honeymoon destination, but no. Um, but it was fun. It was great. I, I need to go there. It's uh, awesome. Have you, have you not been? I've never been. Oh, and, you and, of all people. I mean, besides, <laughs> Sa- besides Sam Adams... 
which I know yeah. you're a fan of. Yeah. The history is insane. Yeah. It's, it's great. Uh, Although it's it's interesting, right? There's the Freedom Trail where you walk around, um, you know, and it's, it's amazing history, as you say. Um, but you kind of, as a British person walking around there, I kind of, <laughs> kind of hide slightly because there's <laughs> a lot of love on that trail for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that I, that that's too funny. That is too funny. Look, it's a Brit. <laughs> <laughs> when you just tuck into many one of the many bars located on the freedom trip yes